Sometimes I think there's something missing. Like I had something lovely. And it's gone. I don't know who I am anymore. The show is just beginning. Worldwide premiere. Who are they? Monsters. I don't believe in destiny, but if destiny exists, then it is heading for Donna Noble. Open fire! If she ever remembers me, she will die. You need man! He's not there! You can't see him! Alvie! Someone tell me what the hell is going on here! Alright, hello and welcome to an impromptu and special Boxing Day episode of Two Hearts, A New Who podcast. I'm James. And I'm Callum. And we're here to discuss the... 60th anniversary trailer, 11 months out from the actual episode. Wow! (laughs) When you put it like that, it's quite depressing, actually. Isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, like, look... You can say what you like about the marketing. Obviously, this is like a big swing in the opposite direction to how things have been in the past. Um, but 11 months just feels... It feels odd just by saying it, not for any other reason. Yes, yes. So it's... Can, oh, yeah, no, 60th anniversary specials. Yep, it's right there in the title of the video that I was watching before. <laughs> so I guess it is confirmed. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, look, um, that's... Uh, okay, that's a bit of a dampener. Let's not start with that beat. Callum, let's just first of all say... That, you know, first of all, I guess Merry Christmas, uh, you know, yeah. it is Boxing Day. It is disgustingly hot here in Adelaide today. Oh, um, yeah. It makes me want to die. Oh, it's awful. But what doesn't make me want to <laughs> die is beep the motherfucking meat. <laughs> you, now, I'm so in love with the fact that you love beep the meat because you obviously don't have like any like connection to like the comics or the extended media of None. Doctor Who. So like, what is it about beep None the meat whatsoever. that makes you... Like, well, I guess it's it's something that I, I I should say as a broad note for this trailer. And yes, it is only like it's only like a minute worth of footage or whatever. So it's not a huge thing. But like, what I do like about what we're seeing from this new era of Doctor Who is that it feels very textured. It's very colourful. Um, you know, whether it's like the big red alien eyes beep the meat, looking like you could reach out and pat his little white fur. Um, everything looks very kind of like slick and expensive. And 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 I don't mean this in a disparaging way. Uh, entirely, but also somewhat. It does kind of feel like we're about to see like maybe like a real TV show version of Doctor Who. Um, and I am I'm very excited about that. But more specifically, Beep the Meep. What I love about this thing is just like you get this like, I don't know, it's like a, a couple of seconds worth of its of a close-up of its face. It's talking to um, uh, Rose... Uh, I was like, what, what is her weird fancy last name? Like, no, it's nothing. It's just Noble. Um, mm. She, mm. I don't know if they didn't um, confirmed she, it, but yeah. Well, I would just assume she's their daughter, so. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But go on, sorry. Yeah. But yes, no, no, you're good. Um, Yeah, so, like, uh, Rose and Beep are having, like, this little conversation in, like, an alleyway. And Beep is like, they're monsters. And he's got little paws up under his face with his big possum eyes. <laughs> and his little Yoda ears flapping to the side. And I just, I love how unapologetically... Uh, Camp is not the word I'm looking for, but it, it feels very like never ending story level of uh, 
um, sincerity with creature design. And I get that obviously it's pulling from like a quite a deep cut with that comic book reference. Um, but as someone who has no point of reference for any of that, I'm just looking at this like, holy shit, this is, this is what they're choosing to lead with as the tone piece for the new Doctor Who. And I do find that very fascinating. Uh, it is very fascinating. Can I, can I give you a downer opposite take? Well... Yes, but I will just say one thing, super duper mm. quick. So, listeners, before we jumped on here this afternoon, uh, Callum and I were just shooting the shit about Beep the Meep, and Callum just casually uh, revealed some stuff to me oh. about Beep the Meep that I actually don't think we should talk about yet. Uh, yeah, look, if you're familiar with the comics, then you'll know that stuff about Beep the Meep. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. But as someone who didn't, I was shocked to hear what I heard and I'm upset that I've heard it. So I'm going to spare everybody that and uh, let's just all enjoy Beep the Meat. But what's what's your problem with this cute little guy? Oh God, no, it's not a problem because I think the design is good. I'm very into the, the concept of pulling from extended media for Doctor Who for this special. Um, I have seen a, a little bit of discourse about, obviously this is the first episode done under Disney Plus or to be Mm -hmm. shown on Disney Plus and uh, looking at how Beep and Grogu Baby Yoda um, kind of tie in with one another and I'm wondering if whether what are your feelings on it's potentially being a a cash in on some trying to get some some of that good merchandising going um I I think that's Hmm. It's difficult without having seen it. Like that is pure speculation. Well, that, that's kind of it. Yeah, exactly. Without the, the full context of the of the story and what's going on there. But at the same time, I also I just there's no world in which I envision kids flocking to their local zing <laughs> store to be like, "Do you have a beep the meat plushie?" Like I just don't see it happening. I I think that it's a very warranted concern when it comes to the mouse um, and and sort of Disney's extensive marketing programs let's say Mm. um but i i personally think that this is more of a uh, here's okay it serves two purposes one it's a massive nerd deep cut for like you know the quote-unquote deep true fans of doctor who you know so like you you get them back on board by doing this or not back on board um wrong turn of phrase there You, you excite people that know the law by doing this um and then simultaneously you get casual viewers be like oh that's really cute i haven't seen anything like that in doctor who before um and so i think you just it's just a winning formula to to plop him in here it is um and yeah if you take it as a festive turn of special it would definitely fit the vibe but we don't know well, we know it's going to be around November 2023, but you, it's three mm. episodes, so it might form part of a Christmassy kind of thing that is all to be um, to be to be to found. And you know, that's the other thing is obviously this is like 11 months away from the actual episode airing, so like all we've seen so far yeah. in this trailer is stuff that has been uh, speculated on already. <laughs> it's uh, we've seen public filming of it, so it's more of a confirmation of that than any reveals of anything new per se about the episode Mm -hmm. um which is simultaneously very exciting uh to think about you know but what we've seen here looks like an episode not three episodes so we know that there's so much more still to come yet exactly right and i think i said this to you on the phone today where like my initial complaint about this trailer was that like i wish that maybe they would let them get a bit further into the post-production so they could show us a bit more of what was going on in more finished scenes um and and you raise a very good point of like 
I actually think it's quite smart that they are only really showing us the the stuff that's been confirmed in leaks, essentially. Um, so they are they're very closely guarding this while also doling out these like nice tidbits of information where it makes you and I jump on on a Sunday afternoon on a rather a Monday afternoon uh, to to talk about this. You know, mm, mm, absolutely. Um, should we talk about Donna Donna Nobel? I, I do want to talk about Donna Nobel. Uh, I would like to just very quickly, can you give me a quick primer on the um, the uh, Beetle Morph guys that I'm seeing here? <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming you mean the Wraith Warriors or the Wrath Warriors. I don't actually know how that's pronounced. Yes. Um, what are these things? Uh, to my knowledge, they are just... Uh, they're... This kind of goes back to uh, a comic book, a comic strip, I should say, from um, early... Like, I think this was like one of the first, if not the first um, comic strips that was published in what was then Doctor Who Weekly, which is now Doctor Who Magazine. Um, mm-hmm. uh, actually, it was 1980, so it would have been very early, but not quite, because I think this comics started printing in 79. Um, the Wrath Warriors are essentially these a uh, uh, race of warriors, uh for lack of a better word, <laughs> uh, who are pursuing Beep the Meep. Um, and and I can't say anything more without coming into that spoilery Excellent. thing that you were talking about That's before. Fine. Um, I do like, well, I like... I love their design. Um, I will straight up just say, like, the, the set photos that we've seen in these things and the couple of glimpses we get of them here, they, like, tower over regular-sized people. Um and I like how, again, everything feels very tactile. That blend of CG and practical effects, I, I think, is what's really setting this apart for me. Because, um, you know, like I, I, as much as I liked the aesthetic direction of a lot of recent Doctor Who um, stories, I do think the over-reliance on having like just amorphous CG monstrosities clomping around that world um, doesn't do much to make you feel like you're part of it. Mm. Um, and these feel dense in in a very interesting and fun way i, I just i love their design the, the giant red eyes remind me of the um what is like the the flatwoods monster <laughs> yeah they, yeah um, that's true yeah i i i don't know i'm i'm all about this um and i guess while we're rounding out our sort of um uh a new new character show up uh list um neil patrick harris is he's gay <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Neil Patrick Harris, the actor, is gay. What about the character he's playing in this? Uh, also Yeah, gay. okay, yes. right. <laughs> uh, well, we don't know anything about him still, and I think that's a good thing because uh, obviously there's been a lot of discourse about uh, who he possibly could be. I like the idea of that he's like a, just an original character because I would, you know, yeah. you know, it's fun to think that we might get one original villain after how many years of recurring, recurring, recurring. Um, villains. Uh, he's got a questionable accent, one might say. Yes, worldwide premiere. Um, yeah, very Transylvanian, which, um, <laughs> look, we'll see what happens when it comes out. I, 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 I'm excited. I think, I think that I am more on board with the idea of him being in this episode than I was initially. Um, mm. I, I find that very interesting as someone who, like, I love Neil Patrick Harris's work. Like, outside of, like, the How I Met Your Mother kind of thing that everyone knows him from. Like, when I think about that man, I think about uh, Gone Girl, basically. Um, so, I'm happy to see him doing his weird little sicko dance mode 
uh, in this trailer. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, still getting over that that uh, that little cough. Um, we also see there's a shot of like Mr. Emporium store. Um, obviously, everything around No. Patrick Harris's character has been very uh, theatrical, very circus-like. Uh, there's a shot where he is... Uh, uh, you pointed this out that like people are speculating that there's going to be a musical number because he's essentially throwing rose petals into the camera um, in from like a very traditionally musical shot is what it looks like. Um, it's just, it's so theatrical and, and there's so many different things that he probably could be from, from Canon. Uh, but yeah, I agree that it would be cool to see him playing something entirely new here. Uh, yeah, just, just, I mean, I know it's the 60th anniversary. It's an opportunity to give into nostalgia, but I feel like that's been the the base level for the last how many years. Um, mm. So an original character would be would be appreciated, I suppose, at this point. Um, but I wouldn't begrudge it if he was, you know, the celestial toy maker or uh, who's another foppish kind of villain from the, the past. The master? No. Good oh, God, no. not this soon, please, dear God. Yeah, it would it would be way too soon. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I am, I am very excited. I'm just excited for all of it. You know, it looks very comic book, which is probably very intentional considering. Uh, yes, I agree. There's a heightened reality to a lot of it. I think even some of the shots on like that London street and everything, it looks stagey in a way that I appreciate. Um, do you remember when we talked about like Vincent's cafe, um, and how like stagey that felt to me. It, it's got a similar sense to it here. It does. And it also feels populated because, you know, we've got characters yes. and we've got background artists and, you know, a world uh, these characters mm-hmm. live in, not just, oh, why can't I make a point with that uh, shitting on past eras? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is difficult. It is difficult and it's exciting. But I do, I want to talk about Donna. I want to talk about Donna. I want to talk yes. about the fact that she's possibly getting her memories back um, if things are to yes. be believed. And I suppose this ties into w- one of the key lines that the doctor says, but he's in this trailer, he says something along to the lines of, I know I don't believe in destiny, but if it's, tr- if it exists, then lines are converging on Donna Noble, which suggests a revisitation of that same plot line that led to the wiping of her memories from when she left Mm. um, being resurrected somehow. Um, What do you think? I don't really know what to think yet. Um, And, and I, I like that. I I do think that like, so the way this trailer opens is Donna, um, what's the line? Like, um, I just, I can't quite put my, no, no, no. Yeah. She's like, I, I, I know that I had something and it was lovely. It was lovely, but Mm. I, it's gone now. Yeah, it feels... It, it's a very deliberate tone setter, I, I think, for what we're getting with Donna here. I, I do think that this is, um, as has been discussed a fair bit in, in fandom at the moment, the um, the idea that this is a post-Hellbent story, um, mm. you know, and, and I think that one of the major reasons you and I are so high on that particular episode is because it is so specifically having the conversation about agency and companions and, and all that sort of stuff that we love. Um, and so to have this come along and... You know, you, you get like that kind of wistfulness at the beginning, which is very Donna, you know, sort of uh, always looking for something more, looking up at the sky and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then later in the trailer as well, you get like a lovely kind of like jokey scene where she sees uh, the doctor in her kitchen and her mum is like standing in front of him like, nope, nope, you can't see him. You can't see him. <laughs> um, and I like that it is already willing to have fun with this while giving us only like 
I think we get like one second shot of the two of them hugging at some point. And I, I do think this episode is going to like emotionally devastate us with Donna, but I, I'm glad that we're already getting a bit of that like classic Donna humor here as well. Yeah. It's nice to see that back on the, on the, the menu as it were. Um, Cause you know, humor is subjective. If you found humor in some of the past jokies of the, past jokies of the last few years uh all power to you um the that one joke it feels very weird to talk about it because like the episode is again not out yet we with this pure speculation um but the um the the one joke that we do get in this trailer would imply that that kind of natural and also i suppose earned humor is back um, cause it's not a joke that feels like it's forced or come out of nowhere. Like it, it, <laughs> it's also part of their characters and it's intentional and it's, yes. it's not just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think everyone's probably everyone's favorite moment <laughs> from the trailer. I mean, look, it, it's hard not to buy back into like those two being back on screen together. Um, mm. you know, it, it is kind of, I, I I get the appeal, even as, as a podcast that I think is um, very firmly anti-nostalgia in a lot of ways. Um, this feels, I don't know. I, I guess I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt with this one. And I think it's just because they have two of them as charismatic actors to have ever graced the show mm. doing it, you mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. And then obviously orbiting Donna, we've got uh, Yasmin Finney has shown up a little bit as, as Rose, again, assumed Temple Noble. Um, which is like fantastic to see. I think we've established before on the show that we are both uh, sort of excited to see what she's going to do in this show. Mm. And again, to have this new era, uh, you know, I think it was um, Script Scribbles. I always forget his username on, on Twitter, but he made a joke that this 90 seconds or, or this minute of footage has more trans representation than like almost the entirety of the show before <laughs> it, um, mm. which is fantastic. You know, like, like we're already sort of off on a great foot. Um, speaking of representation as well, we've got Jacqueline King. Uh, nope, 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 nope. No, 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 no. That's not her name. Um, <laughs> sorry, let me fix that. Let me try again. We've got uh, Ruth Madley has joined the show as a character whose name it's Shirley Ann. Bingham. Yeah, I love how they revealed her name because it's like who and do I care who. <laughs> Um, but just again, like just immediately right out of the gate, like you've got uh, like an actress in the wheelchair there. You've got a trans actress. Like I'm so glad that it seems like there is a like really concerted effort going on here to make it more of a fully representational show. Um, again, I just, and obviously we'll get to the headline, I guess being, um, David Tennant coming back in a second, but I just, uh, broadly, I would say I'm impressed with the job they've done so far of sort of simmering our level of hype anticipation of, of interest in a lot of the different elements that are going on in Doctor Who at the moment. I, I think it's just, mm. it's a massive turnaround for their marketing team. And I, it's, it's night and day. It, it's, it's kind of wild. Yeah. I guess they're just making the best of like a really kind of crappy situation to be like, <laughs> we, we, we are, this is an ongoing television show. And yet our next episodes are, a million miles in the future and we've had barely any doctor who for such a long time so uh it's mm. it's it's yeah it is good um david tenant 
David Tennant. He is back. Alonzi and all that. Alonzi and all that. Um, he's got different... <laughs> this is so silly. I, I was mildly annoyed and then an- an- immediately, like, told myself to stop being annoyed about this. Um, because his glasses are different, but it's like... I mean, his whole suit... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not saying it made sense. I'm just saying uh, I was like, oh, he's got different glasses. And then I was like, oh, Callum, it doesn't matter. Well, well, well. Well, wellity, wellity. <laughs> um, but he's back. He's doing He's doing his usual thing. And like, it's just like it was 2008 all over again. Like, just slipped right back into it. Yes, he feels very effortless. He, I kind of look... I, I like that he looks a bit haggardy, um, mm. like and like and not not in the sense that like oh David Tennant is aged as a human being. I mean like they've specifically styled him with such a specific set of like colors in his outfit. The the kind of uh, the the like five o'clock shadow that's going yeah. on, um, and there's an intensity that he's bringing to some of those line deliveries in that short trailer that I, I think is I don't know c- could be an interesting characterization. I completely agree. Um, I think that they've probably done the right thing by not trying to de-age him or make him look like he was like <laughs> how many years ago like people age. And I suppose the only other thing to really touch on is that the, we've got a recurrence of the the diamond logo, which I think Russell T Davies confirmed in a recent interview that it was ongoing so we would this is the the marketing this is what the show is going to look like for the next you know into the next season and beyond so it's nice to feel like this isn't just like a one-off and then we're gonna you know and then and a complete rebrand after that like this is also the start of Shushi Gatwa Zero in a in a way to be seen I suppose we don't really know how it's all going to play out yet uh agreed agreed I I think we're both warming up on the logo, though, right? Oh yeah, no, I like it. I think I, 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 I rejected it initially for this like nostalgic kind of look backiness of it, um, mm. but it has grown on me and become simultaneously very modern at the same time as being a look in the past. Um, I I know exactly what you mean. It feels like it's like it's thrown itself so far back; it's almost looped back around to becoming modern. Mm. And that kind of classic kind of. Arc- I want to say Art Deco. I don't know what actual the design style is, but um, that mm. style just also seems to be recurring now just in general. So um, mm. it's in vogue, I suppose. Yes, yes, I, I suppose it is. Um, well, yeah, look, you know, worldwide premiere. And uh, we talked about it. We we did the thing that we said we would do <laughs> and reacted to some Doctor Who news. Um, Yay! <laughs> Great. Look and at that's us. Our, Look at us. That's our last uh, chat for the year, I suppose. Um, oh, yeah. I know that we did this whole thing during our last recording. We were like, oh, last episode of the year. Woo. But no one was expecting this trailer to come out. That's true. This was a, a very nice little surprise uh, on, on Boxing Day in old Australia. Mm. Um, as always, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Two Hearts Pod. That's two, the number two. Email us with your thoughts and feelings on this new uh, era of the show at Two Hearts Podcast at gmail.com. That's two, the word two. I've been James. You can find me on Twitter at OMG More James. And I've been Callum, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Theatricallum. Fantastic. We will see you all in the new year. And until then, beep the meep. <laughs> beep the meep. <laughs> <laughs>